Let me bring up the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel I feel like I asked the other day for the first time in a long time, and it felt pretty good. What brought it pretty good? Uh, something Kiefer said. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? We asked at each other every once in a while, but I haven't done it in like I don't know, almost a year. And then like Kiefer said something. I don't remember what it was. And then I just yelled like, yes. loud. And I was like, oh, that feels pretty good. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> Nothing gets you through COVID like a good yes, yes. Yeah, that's what's gonna save us. <laughs> that's what's gonna save us all. Jesus and yes. That's all. We need. Jesus and yes. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Checkpoint AFK, place where we talk about all things outside of gaming, away from the keyboard. There'll be some video game related stuff, but we are definitely here to talk about a ton of stuff today. I am your host, Norris Howard, joined alongside all the wonderful folks of Checkpoint XP. We're joined by Chad Callahan, Callie Sloan, and Robbie Landis. Uh, and, and so, you know, I want to extend a, a welcome and a good health and well wishes to everybody out there listening. It, it finally looks like we are approaching the end of the coronavirus tunnel. Why would you end, say that? At least, the end just cursed us. at least the end is in sight for some people in whatever end that may be. But states are opening up. I'm not saying go out and for do now. anything. States are opening yeah. up, and and it seems like you know we may get a return some to some semblance of normalcy. But we just want everybody to continue to be safe and use better judgment than your own, uh, and and, and stay safe. But uh, we got a lot of show. But I, I gotta I gotta you know comment on some things that uh, I suck at, uh, <laughs> and basically say that uh, we got a host uh, during the stream the other day that I was uh, streaming, I was playing some Overwatch. We had a really cool host that one of our viewers, Volkai, actually orchestrated. It wasn't Volkai who sent it through, but he was watching another stream, convinced them to uh, send the raid our way. That was very nice of him. It was a very nice raid, very nice of Volkai, which is, you know, I don't say nice shit about Volkai often, but (laughs) it was something very wonderful that he did. It was very backhanded. I missed the whole ass raid, yo. Like I just, I was oh. so focused on my, I was so focused on the game. I was so, and then I wasn't looking at chat. The whole raid comes through. I go back and look at the chat replays. Like, does he even look at chat? This just sucks. Oh, like, damn, you bro. whiffed on it. I did, I did, and that's like the whole purpose as to like why we stream at the time we stream. And it was like, oh, damn it, but. It's really, you know what it is. I am a victim of my own lack of technology. I'm functioning off a single screen. I need to at least buy a second screen, and and have the chat up on another. Oh my god, what is that? I don't know how you do it. I got three, man. I can't even remember what working off one monitor was like. Like, I I guess like I must have at some point. I guess I remember my parents' like computer closet that had like just one freaking monitor in it but like giant beast monitor not even like a flat screen yeah like you had to have programs like mm-hmm. windower for ff11 so you could look something up while you play sir windower is 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 not allowed by the tos or you cannot admit that you have window all right i'm gonna go ahead and say this i from the years of 2000 and 
2005 to the year like 2012, I used Windower in Final Fantasy XI because Come I wanted get to because I wanted to be able to alt tab to FFXiclopedia to learn how to play your dumb game. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be for real. I used Windower. I used the parsers. I used Model Viewer. I used uh, Altana Viewer. Oh, Altana Viewer I was used... great, man. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh yeah, you know, we had the data mine, bro. I needed to know what the new monsters looked. Oh, like, I didn't even but... use it for that. I used it to make like. Uh, uh, what for? Uh, forum signatures. That's how you had to do it. Yes, yeah. you used it for forum signatures, and that's and that's We're about so it. old. I know. No, but you have to understand, Robbie. Do you know how many games there were back in the day that you had to have mods for to even just play uh, in an enjoyable Norris, way? I understand, but we're talking about signatures on forums, man. <laughs> Robbie's You're point old. is that there is someone who was born in 2005 who is listening <laughs> to the show right now. And, is and they're like, like, what's a forum sig? <laughs> forum and sig. they're debating out what college they want to go to. That yeah. makes it even worse. Yeah, oh. No, and they're sitting back there like, yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I remember there was a guy on, uh, was it Blue Garter? I think it was Blue Garter or something like that, where he he made signatures for people. That was a source of income. Oh, yeah. He'd do 10 bucks a sig. Yep. And I remember reaching out to him. I was like, excuse me, sir. I need a signature. It needs to have the Sandorian flag. I need to have on my Samurai AF2 specifically Samurai AF2, and I need to make sure that I'm wearing a Kingdom Akaton. He put that to together be... in 15 minutes in, in early-ass Photoshop and, get, and collected brilliant. his 10 bucks from you. Yo, I thought this motherfucker was the illest guy in the world. <laughs> I was just like, yo, how did he do this? I gave him, he gave me exactly what I wanted. It was perfect. He even used the, he even used a nice font. I didn't even ask him about the font. He got the font. <laughs> he just knew. He just knew. I he got a question. Knew. How did we send people money back then? Because I cannot remember. Mail? Yeah, yeah Western Union. <laughs> 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 On the Pony Express, apparently. <laughs> Straight That's up. about all I can think of. I mean, but you know what? I think we forget how old PayPal is. PayPal's been around for like almost 20 years. Yeah. eBay. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, eBay. I do remember sending money through eBay. Yeah, eBay and PayPal. Them shits have been around since forever, dude. See, You've here, been able here, to use PayPal. Here, here's, here's the issue with, 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 even though PayPal has been around that long, I didn't have an account that I personally could attach it to back in 2005. I was just getting out of high school. Wow. Did I have a bank account in 2005? Yeah, because you know your parents weren't going to pay some stranger $10 on the internet oh, so that no, you could yeah. have a forum sig? You know what? On the I internet. Sure I remember having to beg my mom for the sub fee for FF11. Jesus. So did I. I was in ninth grade. I'm sitting back. I'm like, (laughs) mom, I need to play this game. She's like, all right, how much does it cost? I was like, well, all right. I was like, I was like, I already bought it because I already I saved up my allowance and did some extra work. So it's like it was like a hundred buck game when it came out because you had to get the hard drive. You had to get the hard drive. Oh, okay. I had it for for PC, so I didn't have to worry about that. My PC wasn't strong enough yet. I had to upgrade the RAM uh, to even begin to play it. So I got it on PS2 first. So I had to get the hard drive with it. And she was like, oh, okay, you already bought it. That's cool. I was like, but here's the thing, Ma. Check this out. It's a game that updates every month. And she was just like, that sounds pretty cool. I was like, but check this out, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got, I haven't got to the best part yet. I haven't got to the best part yet. I got to keep paying for it <laughs> to play it. Oh. And she was like, what? 
She was like, that's a bill. I was like, no, it's not. She's like, that's a bill. I mean, well, money yeah, come was. out of my yeah, account every month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't know how I convinced her to do it. But I remember one time that my my sub lapsed. And I remember I asked my best friend because he was the first of our friends with a, with a bank account, with a debit card. And I was just like, bro, if I give you this $13.99 a month, dog, can you attach your card to this game? Five. He was just like, I think you have a problem. I think you have a problem, Norris. My he, friend he, Chase. He was right. Yeah, he was right. My friend Chase was the first one to get the debit card of our group of friends. And so we all were in the eternal struggle of getting our parents to continue paying for it on a month over month basis. So eventually he's just like, you give me the cash and I will put your uh, account on my card. Oh, man. He was a, he was a slumlord for MMOs. He was, yes. he was an MMO <laughs> drug dealer, man. Dude, wow. why didn't he charge our interest? I'd have charged Thank everybody you. interest. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been like, like, like extra. Okay. Uh, been like Kelly, been this, back this is only thirteen ninety nine. It <laughs> needs to be at least eighteen ninety nine, man. I feel like I, I had to pay him some like, gill in a... game every month to to make. There up you the go. Difference. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oof, man, and gill in, in eleven was hard to come by yeah. for a while. It wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, not at all. I remember. I remember having to convince. Like speaking of like PS two era, I remember how long it took to convince my mom that DVDs would actually work on the PlayStation two. She wouldn't let me buy or rent DVDs because she didn't believe that the PlayStation 2 could actually play a DVD. Dude, that was the main selling point. So my mom, right, and I was, I was like, like, Ma, it's a DVD player. <laughs> Trust me, it's on the package. That's how I got my my uh, dad to buy in on one. I'm like, Dad, I know you're about to go buy a DVD player for the living room. Alternate theory, PS2. <laughs> and then, of course, it just ended up going in my room anyway, and he had to buy a DVD player for the living room. So, yeah. But the illest part, the that illest part out. was that actually putting the DVD in and it working and showing my mom that it worked. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I thought you was lying. I was like, yep. Oh, awesome. We forget like how expensive DVD players were at the time. The PlayStation 2 wasn't that much more than the DVD player. That, no, see, the DVD, DVD, player, was about to DVD ask, players on market. Like, actually. Because DVD players were like 250 back then. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't... And like the and the PS2 was what three hundred at launch two ninety nine. It was three. It was three hundred. Yeah, sounds about right. So yeah, no, it, yeah. it really wasn't that much more expensive just to get the PlayStation two. And right. yeah, that was a that was an easy sell to the folks actually. Man, I never forget that Christmas, man. I cracked <laughs> right? it open, man. I had Armor Core two, Madden two thousand and one, and freaking uh, what was the name of that damn movie? Gladiator. Oh and yeah. I remember, <laughs> and I remember I watched Gladiator like eight times in a row just to prove that it worked i was like this is gonna eat the disc or something something <laughs> fucked up is about to happen but anyway i tried to think of what the first game i had with my playstation 2 was because it wasn't good i think it was uh shadows of destiny which... all blazer champions Ooh, okay so really? neither of us had great first games yep that that was like the earliest precursor to to what is now rocket league it was rocket league, bad, mine was gta man. gta 3 Wow. My, my dad bought it because uh, he wanted to play it, and my mom immediately got rid of it, and then my dad went out and bought it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, no. You, no, Sorry, you're right. Ball Blazers was my first PlayStation game. That was PS1. Uh, GTA 3 was my first PS2 game as well, because the PS2 was the first system I bought with my own money. I with my own money. I got Vice City before I got GTA 3. But, really? Yeah, I don't. I it was just like something. I think I found it like at a garage sale or something like that. I was just like, cool. Grant, yeah. I thought it would give me. I was I was heavy into like 
PS2 life. I think mostly because my PS1 was at my dad's house, and so I only played it on the weekends. And so it was finally a way for me to play all those PlayStation games like at my mom's, which is where I was mostly. And bro, that's when I really cranked through like all the Final Fantasies and stuff because it had real backwards compatibility where you put the old ass disc in and it still worked. And dude, I I wasted a lot of hours on that shit, man. I'm gonna be honest. But the best part about it to me was the fact that it really was the first kind of like family system. Like when I really think about it, because it was the DVD player plus the games. It was the first time where multiple people in your family from different generations used the same device. Yeah, for and different. And it could reasons. get four controllers, right? Is that PS2? Could that? Oh yeah, because you get that little addition. Yeah, thing. The, have the yeah, multi tap. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like the first multi-tap. time I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess N64 had that too. Now that I think about it. Uh yeah. It's just well, N64 came out the box with four ports. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we have a ton of stuff to talk about today, and we're going to be talking about how, obviously, because of COVID-19, streaming viewership is through the roof, but not everybody is winning because of it. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with that discussion. Coming up next on Checkpoint AFK. Hey, guys. I'm Jake. And I'm Robbie Landis. And we're the hosts of The Owl's Nest, giving you that high-level perspective of the Overwatch League, checking out the news every single week. That's right. You can find us every Friday at CheckpointXP.com and over our YouTube. You can also find an audio version on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, everybody. We are back with more Checkpoint AFK. Uh, and Callie has a quick announcement. I know you guys usually remember that we read reviews on the show, but there's a reason we haven't done that this week. So, uh, Callie, can you uh, let everybody know? Yeah, we actually do have a review to read. It is uh, it is a critical one, and it's a really good one and a really fair one, I feel like. Uh, and we are going to read it here next week. However, uh, in place of reading a review today, we have a unfortunate and sad announcement that we have to make here. We were informed earlier this week that uh, a longtime listener uh, and friend of the show and fan, I mean, someone who predates my presence on the shows mm-hmm. uh, all the way back to the FF11 Limit Break Radio days, Wileyum uh, passed away earlier this week due to infection. Uh, we, I did not get to hear whether it was COVID-19 or not. It, it just said infection. Uh, and so we wanted to take a, a minute to just, you know, say thank you to Wileyum for years and years of unceasing support uh across all our different endeavors i know he is always a big donor for our Mm -hmm. um charity streams for extra life he was always uh first in the chat to be thrown around gift subs and uh just an amazing person who really did make a big difference in all of our lives. If you're interested uh, in Final Fantasy 14, they are going to be having a memorial for him. If you're listening on the podcast, it probably has already happened. But if you're here listening live, it's happening uh, Saturday, which is May 23rd uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's over uh, uh, on Sargatana server, uh, the Goblet Ward 5, Plot 45. Yeah, I actually just scrolled down the page here. He is number eight all-time subs at 22 months and number seven all-time bits donated. Miss yeah, you, Wiley. Uh, yeah, Wiley is somebody who spent a lot of time uh, with our brands, with the show. And, and as Callie said, before many of us besides Robbie were ever involved 
in this show and continue to support the show as we transition from Let Me Break Radio into Checkpoint. Um, and Wileyam will be missed, well known around really the entire FF11 and FF14 community as a supporter of not just our product, but many podcasts. So we want to say uh, rest in peace to Wileyam and uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Wileyam's family uh, and closest friends. So uh changing gears a little bit to a much happier conversation or unless you're depending on who you are Uh, (laughs) if you're anybody but the last person in this uh, list yeah um streaming and and we kind of you know anticipated this or at least the, (laughs) the the statisticians anticipated this is that across the board according to a forbes report streaming is up 99 percent it has almost doubled across the board uh, in terms of viewership hours. That is the metric being used here. Um, Certain platforms are gaining way more than others. Obviously, Uh, Twitch has gained, but not as much as, say, YouTube gaming or Facebook gaming, uh, which Facebook gaming grew something like 200%, 200 plus percent or something crazy like that. Quick question on that. You said that Twitch hasn't gained as much. Is that percentage wise or or hours of view? I think percentage okay. wise. Right. Yeah. So wise. obviously for something like Twitch, even though they may have more hours gained, their percentage is of course going to be smaller because they already got so many damn hours. They already have all the all the eyeballs. And just running down the list, just to just to do it. Uh Twitch has grown by a hundred roughly a hundred percent. Uh YouTube gaming, excuse me, grew by sixty-five percent. Facebook gaming grew by 238%. Wow. I wonder if anything that has anything to do with the Facebook gaming app coming out. It does. I think it has a lot to do with Facebook gaming and the fact that everybody's already on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So they have the biggest pool of any pool to pull from. Um, And lastly, we have our good old friend, the little engine that could, Mixer. uh, Little engine that tried. Grew. By zero point two percent. How many how, how many minutes or, or hours watched is that, that is that? from thirty seven thousand forty four minutes to thirty seven thousand hundred and six minutes. Oh That's my. how many hours were watched in the month of April? Uh, yeah, from last year to this year, they have grown by a paltry hundred and two hours. Oh, less than, less than that. Less than that. Like, what is you doing? I, I don't know what. I, I think there's a, something that is a little bit put offing about Mixer, but I can't put my finger on it. Like, I, I go to Mixer a bit and I'm put like, offing about that sentence. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but like, you go to Mixer and it's like I don't know if it's because it's too try hard or what. But when I go to Mixer, I just am not compelled to like search you know what i mean like i'm let's we're a twitch i'm like all right i'm in let's find someone i'm interested in like i'm a new user or whatever i don't know or mixer i go and i just i'm not as convinced well it's to me it's it's twitch makes discoverability a little bit better than than many other platforms they specifically go out of their way like here's some smaller communities for you to check that's out new, and new though that's well, it is, new. That it is because mixer's what, all small communities 
but this is but this is what we're talking about is that they put out the effort to do that and yes it's newer but it still counts in the metrics that are going towards this so you can't discredit that you can't discount that no. uh that people are discovering new people on on Twitch and YouTube is YouTube is where everybody goes to watch videos that is that is the new library of Alexandria if you will that is YouTube is the repository for the subconscious of all humankind right now if aliens came down wanted to know what the fuck humans were about they just watch youtube for untold hours norris i don't i don't like that in my in my like lexicon of knowledge now i am seeing youtube as the modern library of alexandria like when we look back like the library of alexandria was the repository of knowledge of the old world the repository of knowledge of the modern era is going to be is going to be freaking youtube yeah Am I yeah. wrong? You're not no, wrong. You're not. That doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> well, it doesn't no. matter because it's the reality. I want marble I in staircases. Ways, in some ways, it, it's kind of better than it, like. And in, in, here's the example: you're going to see people's well, relatively real lives, and you know their vlogs instead of these just kind of like segmented parts of history that could be real, could be not. We don't really know because someone just wrote it. You know what I mean? Like this is filled. Yeah, and it's and it's filtered. It's filtered through the lens of usually old, crusty white men who fought in some war somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and that's just usually how it worked. But now with YouTube, you get multiple versions of history and reality. The same versions or the same history. And you also get how to install a marble staircase. Uh, Callie, I put that right there in the uh. chat for you, so you're welcome. <laughs> I'm in. I am a hundred percent interested. I'm actually yeah, looking but, at but, marble paints right now. So exactly, right like you know what I'm saying. You go on YouTube. I learned how to change my oil and you know fix a transmission leak on YouTube, like myself. So I it's, just it's saw a YouTube channel of a guy who grew up without a dad, and he puts up a bunch of videos of things that your dad's supposed to teach you to teach people who don't have dads. Oh, okay. Oh, Come on, see, kind of, see, you know, as see, much as you think no, about. As much as you think about YouTube and think, oh, ew, gross, YouTube, because of the memes and all the terrible conspiracy theory videos and, you know, people singing when they really shouldn't be, there's good wholesome stuff on there as well. Yes. So anyway, so that's part of why I understand why Facebook continues to grow. I mean, oh, why YouTube continues to grow. And Facebook continues to grow because even your grandma has a Facebook. Facebook you know what I mean? Facebook. Like You can't. You, it's Facebook like Facebook. top. Yeah. Now, I mean, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what... I have a theory as to why Mixer continues to languish in last place in terms of like streaming services. But like, why do y'all think Mixer just doesn't grow? Like they went out and hired Ninja for, you know, that million. That what happened? Me, that to me, I think is probably one of the biggest WTFs and losses there is, you know, like, like who got the best out of that Mixer Ninja deal? And, and I don't Ninja. think that. I don't even know if Ninja does, man, because that's something else we can get into here in a minute. But first of all, you're right. YouTube, people have been using YouTube forever. Nobody's going to stop using YouTube. Everybody already lives on Facebook. So the only reason you'd be going to Mixer or to Twitch is because you want streaming game content. And why are you going to go to Mixer when Twitch is the place to go for it? Uh, Well, well, first of all, I think Ninja got... $30 $30 million out of uh, that Mixer deal. So I don't think he's hurting for anything. But to mm. your point, Robbie, here's why I think Mixer is really struggling. And it goes back to the fact that Microsoft owns it because look at Windows. If you legitimately had another option to use besides Windows, and I'm sorry, Linux heads, but no, that's not a legitimate <laughs> other option. 
Like, if there was a legitimate other option you could use and function in a professional world other than Windows, you would go use it in a heartbeat. Like, there would be uh, nothing to stop you. And in, in the world of, like, Twitch and Mixer, there is another option, and it's a better option. I mean, I, mean, I think there's Mac. Have, <laughs> yeah, there's Mac. What are you talking about? Sure. Yeah, I don't know where you're going there's with that. Mac. I mean, because... But right. like that's the difference. Like that, I think maybe that's the the the, the true difference. It, it, it's kind of like Apple versus Microsoft here. You know, Apple's a very specific thing. It's very like it knows what it is, and then like Microsoft is just like, yeah, we'll do a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, we're just like, oh yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, why not? Well, but it's the inverse then because Twitch is the catch-all. And, you know, Mixer is this very niche-specific thing. But here's the problem is that with Mac, Mac is – Apple is, like, the most – one of the most recognizable and profitable brands on the face of the earth, like, of history. You know what I mean? I think it's, like, Google – it doesn't matter. It's Google well, Apple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I, I don't understand what – mixer's issue is but my theory is that first of all mixer does not have an identity twitch even though it is the catch-all for everything has an identity you think of twitch and there's different types of people that you automatically think on twitch for better or for worse right so you hear somebody oh i stream on twitch okay you look at the person who says that and you go okay either you're a giga chad or you're an e-girl, or you're a whatever. All that stuff comes out of Twitch. All of it. All of those archetypes come out of Twitch. And Mixer hasn't made any culture around itself. And that's the problem. YouTube and people who vlog have a culture. People who use Facebook because it's everybody has a culture. It's a culture of everyone. The culture of everything. And Twitch has a culture of gamers and people who go, who go everywhere. And, and and I think that Mixer has a really hard time defining what the hell Mixer really wants to be. And Shintasen in our chat has an interesting point. He says, Microsoft doesn't know how to properly market a product. The Windows That's Phone, the Surface, Xbox, all of it is bad advertising everywhere. And I agree with that. But the difference with Mixer and the difference with Twitch is Twitch doesn't advertise fucking anything. Every everything Twitch makes in terms of advertising is like a, a special event when they do a special charity stream or they have new features coming out. Twitch didn't have to advertise that Twitch is Twitch. Yeah, have you People ever seen a Twitch there. commercial? No. And no, but they, because they've always just been there. The reason that Mixer has to advertise is because now they have to convince people that oh, they yeah. have something that Twitch doesn't. And they don't. Yeah. The only thing that Mixer, <laughs> the only thing that Mixer has, Norris, to your point about what their identity is, right? From the limited involvement that I've had with Mixer people or people who have switched to Mixer, is you go to Mixer if you don't like Twitch. But it's really hard, I think, to get on that train because Twitch offers such a wide variety of stuff that even if you feel like a certain streamer's burned you or the community has burned you, you can just go find another community within Twitch. So you have to be real desperate to go to Mixer. And, it, and it's so. real hard to base it off negative energy too. Mm -hmm. No, no I, and here and here's some like I've I actually know a few people who went from Twitch to Mixer and like and they're happy with it. And That's I guess there's two, we know we, there's, we we know a few people as well. It exists. Mm -hmm. So like there's a, there's a difference about Twitch where you're so saturated with all these <laughs> other streamers right now, especially right now. But on Mixer, you're a, you could be a big fish in a small pond. 
You know what I mean? Like you could be like one of the number one mixers. That, you could be like, a plateau. You got plateau though. No, no, no. I push that. I push back on that because yes, you could be a big fish in a small pond, but that pond is so damn small that the biggest fish still doesn't fucking matter to you're anyone still a else, small fish. right? Compared, and yeah, I mean, compared to like and the Twitch, especially yeah. and especially looking at Twitch, where Twitch is, and I'm not saying they're the best company in the world or anything like that, but Twitch has done a lot in order to provide tools for its creators, you know, to be a little bit more transparent with its profit sharing margins and this and this and this. It's done a lot to be a platform that is easy for people to use. Mixer has done that same thing, but then they'll go, they've gone out and they shot across the bow first. They were the first ones to start the streamer wars and say, we're going to give Ninja $30 million and bring him to our platform. They were the first ones to do that. And then Twitch just said, we're owned by Amazon. What are you doing? Like, okay, fine, take Ninja, doesn't matter. We have way more people, we have way more stars, and we have arguably way more money as well. So to me, that whole thing about being a, a bigger fish in a small pond doesn't matter because Microsoft just showed you that they don't give a shit about those small fish. They'd rather just pay somebody to, bring in to come one. and be a big, the biggest fish in the pond. That- and fuck the small fish. That said, it also depends on, on what your goal is. I completely agree with you, Norris. If you're looking to to be famous, you're. I mean, I don't know that Mixer is, is the place to do it. You might be, you know, semi-famous. You might have people who know who you are, but you're never going to be a mega star that way. Famous. That said, be hood famous. Be hood famous. That said, if your can, goal, can you name one Mixer star besides Ninja, who I wouldn't even classify as a Mixer star because it's not where you start. Absolutely no, not. Can name one. No. Camp, uh, no. but the point my point that I'm trying to get at is if your goal is to pay your bills doing what you love, that you can accomplish on Mixer, that you could accomplish there, yeah, yeah. But paying, but paying your bills and having an upside and growth and being able to be successful see, that's that's the difference. If you're right, if you want to just pay your bills, fine, okay, that's cool. But we're not talking about people just paying their bills because many people start streams to be famous. Many people start streams to say, I want to be able to retire off this or whatever, or get Googovs of untold millions, right? Mixer is supposed to be offering an alternative avenue, but the growth is not there, dude. Like, it's not, if I'm a current viewer uh, or if I'm a current creator on Mixer and some numbers like that come out, what that's showing me is that you're not bringing new people to the platform. I'm not bringing new people to the platform. I got my same folks. You know what I mean? So I, I think the whole thing with Mixer, it, it just continues, continues to be Microsoft having no clue what it is that they're doing with their gaming division. They just continue to, it, it continues to be weird. And I know it's a very separate division, but it seems like everything Microsoft does around video games continues to suck. And it has for the past eight years. It hasn't been good. None of it. I mean, nothing has been good from their gaming division outside of basically the games that come out of it. Like, which one's set? <laughs> I exactly. Mean, the new gear is awesome. Point. and. Halo, Halo's pretty good. Uh, well, if it would actually come out, it might be. We need yeah. to actually play it. But which Halo? Oh, the new I one. don't know. I don't. I, I, exactly, I don't really but that's but that's my point. And and I want. Okay, here's the thing. I want Microsoft to win, bro, because I want competition. I want this decision coming up for this next gen console to be hard for me, right? Because oh, no. that's a good thing. It's not though. 
is not. But that's that's what I was trying to get at, though, is that like the only good thing they've got going on is their games, which does not necessitate a system because you can all play you can play them on PC and Game Pass, which is a good concept that is working pretty well. Their their actual Absolutely. hardware and platforms outside of that are not really catching, but those things are going well. Please lean more into that, Microsoft. Just continue doing that. It's what you can actually do. Well, yeah, and that's the part that continues to frustrate me with this whole thing. I want Mixer to win. I want all the users and content creators on Mixer to be successful, and I want to see more growth on Mixer. Maybe the release of the Series X can see a bump that may help them a lot. But again, I just think it's a really difficult thing to do when Mixer is so intrinsically tied into Xbox and Microsoft's game sort of ecosystem that, I mean, you're not going to be able to play, you know, Final Fantasy or something like that because you can't play it on one of those systems. You know what I mean? You can't play it in Xbox Game Store on Game Pass or on a Series X. So they even the games themselves, the choices, the the ability to play certain things on the platform um, is just limited. And it continues to limit the cap for the viewership as well. But uh, we're going to leave it at that because we have another conversation coming up that Callie's going to have to explain a lot about us because uh, we don't want a bunch of dudes talking about this one. So we're going to come back where <laughs> we're going to be talking about a dignitas female team moving to C- from CSGO to Valorant and trying to do both at the same time. It'll be interesting. So uh, stick around with that. We have more coming up with Checkpoint AFK. Hey, what's up? It's James. And Robbie. Hey, and it's Weird Beard. And we're bringing you a brand new radio show called Checkpoint XP. You don't have to be an expert, even though I am. And we're here to give you everything you need to know about the world of video games. Interviews from the biggest professionals and your everyday gamers, we've got you covered at Checkpoint XP. Whether you're a professional player or somebody who hasn't played in a while, we have something for everybody. Hang out with us at Checkpoint XP every single week on your radio. Find out where we're playing in your hometown at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So if you're looking to have some fun and talk about video games, we got the rundowns for things that matter to you. Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. Got it that time. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it. Is Diamond Dust an energy drink or an RPG attack? Mm, Diamond Dust. We're trying to go through and think. So, can I ask any questions about these energy drinks? Are they like well-known brands? It, it's literally just the. It's, it's literally just the flavor. It yeah. doesn't say anything else about it. So I, you, I don't so even know what even the actual know. drink is. Like, yeah. I don't know what this uh, what this flavor is. A subsidiary. So of. you just you just got it off the dome, man. Diamond Dust. Best okay. guess. Hmm, Diamond Dust. To me, that sounds like an RPG spell, so I'm going RPG. All right, we're back here with more Checkpoint AFK. Your host, Norris Howard, here. Don't forget to slide over to the website, CheckpointXP.com, where we have all of our wonderful shows and, and articles that we write and editorials and sinus infections, apparently. <laughs> uh, Robbie. You know, because we, I sniffled? <laughs> yes, I'm in the middle of my end, bro. God. Anyway, go to the website where you can see Robbie also talk about Overwatch. Anyway... Uh, there is a story that came out over the past week about Dignitas Female. Uh, this is 
the female division of Dignitas. That's literally their name, by the way. That literally is their, their name. name. Yeah, uh, who are actually CSGO champions. Uh, they're also moving to compete in Valorant. And so this story has two really interesting angles. Uh, number one, uh, when's the last time one team competed in two different esports, albeit even if they are similar uh, esports? Uh When's the last time we seen that? We're literally the same, the same roster. Team, yeah, same I don't, roster. I don't, I don't think we ever have. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um. If if it does happen, it's going to be in something like StarCraft and Warcraft. It, yeah, it, it doesn't, or 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 a card game like maybe you compete in both Hearthstone and Magic uh, Arena or something like that. Well, it happens in the FGC all the time, sure. but those are all individual esports for the most part. Yeah, those are all esports where one person plays and not a team of people, and so it, it is inc- incredibly rare uh, for a team of people, same roster, to compete in two different esports. Uh, so I think by itself, that is incredibly awesome and incredibly commendable, both from an organization and from those players. Because if they could be successful in both, I mean, Dinatage just got two for the price of one. And that's, as an organization, amazing. I think Here's it's the second part. I, I think what the goal right. is, is you're doing a transition eventually. Like right now you can switch over and start competing in Valorant. You're still, but if you're making your bread and butter on CSGO, you're not leaving that until you've established that you can compete in Valorant. That that's fair. I think. Yeah, it's fair. But then what happens when you're successful in both? Like that's the, the right. Here's the, it's like Deion Sanders where he had to play. There's a, 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 a baseball playoff game. And then there's an NFL game at the same time. Like, which one do you choose? You know what you I don't, mean? Like, that's, I don't, you don't continue to do both. Cause right now there isn't a Valorant esports scene there. There's just right. not right. Yeah, but not there yet. is for CSGO. So you make your money in CSGO in hope that you have your foot far enough in the door that when the Valorant scene actually starts to get off the ground, then you can make your transition. Because if I get to pick between Valve's esports scene, which right now is fractured between, uh, what is it, Flashpoint and ESL, or yeah. into Riot's new esports scene, guess where I'm going if I actually have the choice? Follow the money. You oh, go with Riot, baby. And, but we also know that Riot, they've not really committed to doing anything with Valorant That's, esports. Yeah, they're saying they're going to let that, that happen third party. Which is and, why and you don't just leave CSGO altogether for it. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. But that's the part that concerns me about all these players from multiple esports that you see moving to Valorant is that, like, Riot hasn't come out and said they're about to put no money into this. So you're uh, all these people are moving with the assumption that this scene will be the biggest scene where everybody can earn the most money and this and this and that and the third. That is not a guarantee at all. Uh, Valorant can come out, and as we even seen with Overwatch or many other esports, man, two motherfucking version updates, and this shit can be dead. Like, it can be a game where people are looking to leave in droves, okay? So I think there is risk, and I think this is the best way that I've seen a organization handle it. Hey, we already have a team that plays in a in a similar esport. Why don't we have them go and test the waters and see what's happening? And if there's something there, maybe we build a new team. Maybe we promote this team to move in there full time, whatever. But now they have options. Everybody else is just jumping ship and potentially destroying their earnings potential. So it, yeah. it's, it's very interesting that I see a lot of these folks doing this. 
But here's the second part. And Cali, we need your help a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. On this. Yeah. All right. I really hate the name of this team. Mm. I hate it a lot. Oh, you think Dignitas Female it. is not the best? First of all, first of all, all right, I've been told by multiple women across many, many types of uh, both casual and romantic encounters that referring to women as female uh, can be derogatory in some senses, as in, i.e., these females. It does right? sound a little condescending. It's quite condescending, right? Dignitized females, it sounds archaic, bro. It just sounds bad. Sounds clinical. It does sound clinical. Um, it's yeah, very weird that they do that. I, I, uh, I heard that name, and it is up there with the worst names I've ever heard. Uh, I think that's a terrible name for this organization, for this group. Like, like I, I think back to when we were first doing this show ages ago. We got to talk to Miss Harvey, who competed for CLG Red, which was their, which was Counterlogic Gaming's women's division team that they played, and yeah. CLG Red was okay. I have a suggestion, and Dignitas, if you're listening, I have a suggestion for what to call your female team. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dignitas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's why wouldn't you just call them Dignitas? Cloud9 competes in three different games and doesn't name them a different name for everything. They only have the Spitfire because Overwatch League demands they do. Like, yeah, if they're you, just Cloud9. Right. So if if... It's another team that you have that is your team under your banners. Call them Dignitas. Yeah. I mean, but here's the here's the bigger thing that I'm that I continue to get concerned about because this is this is the, you know, the two sides of this, right? Where on one hand, I love the fact that there are women's divisions for esports, but on the other hand, why do we need women's divisions for esports? Yeah, this is a very WNBA all over again. Like why can't we just like have everybody but play even- all together? But even then, the WNBA is different because I can understand you don't want to put, you know, Brittany Griner up against LeBron James. The physical difference is just simply oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's unfair. It's not fair. It, it's it's yeah, unfair. It's going to be a rough field. day. The reason Esports that we are in this that. boat, the reason we're in this boat, I'm going to tell you, Norris, is because of white gamers. That's why. Cisgender like male gamers. White gamers. <laughs> Because like if men. you get a woman gamer and you put her in something like the Overwatch League or even suggest that maybe someone might get picked up in the Overwatch League, they're going to start doxing, right? They're just get their, their worst side is going to come out. But then on the other side, I feel like, all right, you know what? Let's maybe ease into this. Let's have a women's division. Well, then you had those same guys going to Reddit being like, oh, they get their own division. Can I get in there? Huh? No, I can't get in there. Now you're just being sexist, aren't you? Right. Because the trash people out there just won't let it happen one way or another. And honestly, short of just throwing them all on an island, I don't know how we get around. <laughs> I mean, right, I do listen. not want to visit Robbie's island of cis white gamers who have nobody does about women. Nobody like, wants I'm to. We're like gonna like put prison. them on that island and we're gonna forget about them. Sounds all like regular prison, anyways. So I don't, I don't know if I. Well, like and I mean, and Shintasen asked a, a very interesting question. He says, "Dumb question. Whatever happened to Gaguri? Gaguri, the first lady of of Overwatch, essentially, she is still there." But you know, a lot of people bring her up as like the, "Oh, look, she didn't have to go through all that crap when she first came onto the Overwatch scene." Uh, yeah, she did. She had absolutely. She actually had to. She had camera. Yes, she had to prove that she wasn't using an, an aim tracker. 
That's the only yes. reason I think that that when she was actually signed to a team that you didn't see the backlash that you would normally see when uh, uh, a woman gamer gets any sort of uh, attention or praise. I mean, as I should say, Robbie, that island is called Xbox Live. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But, then, you know, but, but Robbie brings up a very interesting point, and that's what makes this continually frustrating and sad, is that Dignitas Female is a team that is successful. They are a good team. Flat out, they have won tournaments. They've won championships. They have earned the right to be seen as a legitimate force in CSGO and you know, perhaps in Valorant. So why are we continually putting them up against competition that is, you know, that is separated by gender when gender has nothing to do with one skill in a video I think, game? I think all of this, I'm, and it's kind of sad to say, this whole thing. I, they wouldn't even been hired if it wasn't for this whole marketing thing. They're they're like, we see, we have women now. We are inclusive. Well, it, it isn't anything new because uh, technically they, they just Obviously. changed their name to Dignitas Female. Apparently, no. uh, uh, prior to this in 2018, because I just looked it up, they were Team Dignitas Female. So so they've been around for a minute. Um, I I'd honestly be interested to know exactly like sort of where the naming came from because the only the only way that i can make it make sense in my head outside of just you know terrible marketing is that this team wants that to be a part of their identity as a way to say hey you know what guy gamer boy gamers out there because let's be honest they're not acting like men yeah that they're basically hey boy gamers out there yeah we're women and we're playing your game fucking deal with it how much I, don't, I don't know if be? that's true or not. How much but... iller, though, even if they kept the name, how much iller would it be if Dignitas Female, if a Valorant scene pops up, Dignitas Female qualifies for a franchise? Like, they're a franchise. Dignitas Female is a franchise in Valorant, the Valorant League, and they are there forever. And they maintain that identity that we are a female team. Now, do you think people then get bent out of shape? Or is this an empowerment thing? Because I would love to see Dignitas stomp on some of these same boy gamers that you're talking about, but they'll never get that opportunity uh, because they will be relegated to female divisions. Yeah. Do do normal, well-adjusted people get bent out of shape? No. Do the uh, people that we've been talking about, the, the boy gamers, get bent out of shape? They were already bent out of the shape because uh, 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 a you woman gamer dared to pick up a controller. Yeah, it, it's stupid. It I'm referring to, to Dignitas stupid. as Dignitas male from now on. Dignitas you male. Yeah, you know what? Let's, First let's, of all, let's, yes. <laughs> that's what we should do. We should take every all male team and just refer to them as you know, you know, Team Liquid Cox. You know, team <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like, I I appreciate that one. I actually like. Unless for real, if we're gonna do that to if we're gonna do it to Dignitas female, why can't we have you know? Uh, uh, Genji esports dicks. Like, I, I, if we could change it. up every version of genitalia, like terminology, I am sold on this idea. Yeah. Like, I there love it. Go. There I we go. Man. I don't know That's... if this is a pro LGBT play or a pro. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if this Either is good way. or bad for where we stand, Callie. <laughs> we're not here to solve problems. No, I think we're we definitely are creating more. <laughs> we're not here to. <laughs> to see it is on fire in the chat liquid cox 
Team Liquid Cox, my favorite Metal Gear character. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's a good one, Shinta. That's a good one. I like that, Shinta. I, like, Shinta's in here cracking some good jokes in the chat, man. Hey, listen, Shinta's a, he's a funny guy. If you ever met Shinta Sin in real life, he's a, he's a hilarious man. We had a great time with Shinta Sin out at the season one grand finals in, in New York, me and Robbie. He's a good guy. And we got plenty of good guys uh, and, and good folks, I should say. Uh, in our chat and in our community, and we hope to see more of you guys. Unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to end this conversation. Uh, again, you know, I hope to see everything change up with this. I'm really tired of seeing women's only divisions for esports because I come from the FGC where women just had to play against everybody else, and that's just how it was. Uh, it, it, I, I just, it, esports should be a place where we don't have to do this, man. We don't have to segregate amongst gender or race or, you know, sexual orientation. We don't have to do that in esports. And yet, here we are with dignitized female. But, you know, hopefully they are so successful that they can't play against the other teams anymore. I think I, I, I want you guys to do homework for the next AFK, or at least like some of you. So, for like, I want you guys to ask a, a woman uh, their opinion on this and like get back to yeah. it. Yeah, I think, you know I'd what? Like a, I'd like an update. Yeah, let's do a follow-up. I would love to do a follow-up where we talk to a few folks, a few a few women gamers, and we say, you know, how do you feel about Dignitas Female, or how do you feel that eSport, about eSports being separated by, you by know, gender? You know, I could go and grab Katie real quick, but at uh, 12.05 p.m., she's still sleeping. That is pathetic. <laughs> she anyway. even, no, doesn't Rob, work today. Leave her alone. That is pathetic. I don't but know. Anyway, I thought she was supposed to. <laughs> oh, you might want to check on that. She might be late. You might want to go check on her. But anyway, that's going to be the end of the show. We thank you guys for sticking around with us. We love you guys, and uh, we are continually trying to improve the show and continually trying to do more uh, to increase the quality of the show. We know it's a little difficult here with COVID and and being at home, uh, not being in the studio and providing the quality you guys are used to, but we hear you, we see your reviews, we hear you, and we want to do everything we can to make sure that the show is just as fun and entertaining as anything else. Uh, But that's going to be it for Chad Callahan, Robbie Landis, Callie Sloan, and myself, Norris Howard. We will see you next week for more Checkpoint AFK. Stay up.